Yo, what's going on? This is the Highly Advised Podcast. We are back, the three of us. As you see, live in effect, we are back and we are talking on a Sunday morning. This is episode 106 of the Highly Advised Podcast. And I'm just going to say it for those people who are listening to this, you should follow us on YouTube at the Highly Advised Podcast. Advise uh-huh. Highly on Twitter, Highly uh-huh. Advised Podcast on Instagram. Uh-huh. Like, subscribe, follow do all those things that you can to support us watch our videos leave comments all that shit if you're not doing that i'm just gonna tell you right now you messing up you messed up in the head you messed up right here i can see it you can't see it. i can see it we can see it be cozy third eye open and relaxing og underscore jackson we all can see that you messed up you need our help you need to be highly advised yeah how are you guys doing the hill has spoken man the hill has spoken man he is back it's like, it's like, feel like, feel like Ric Flair, man. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Thank God he nah. is back. Definitely. Nah, I can't complain though, man. I'm doing pretty good. It's been a minute since I've been since I've been on. A uh, couple of days, as Lau has told many of y'all, broken <laughs> legs, broken ankles, broken mm. everything. But similar to Wolverine, I'm back after only a couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? I, my body doesn't need a year to heal. I just mm. gave me a couple of days, a couple mm. of days in a in a protein shake and yeah. some sea moss. Like, the, the protein shake is sea moss is aka for a serum. Yo, listen, man, yeah. Doctor Magneto, man. Yeah, yeah, Doctor Magneto. <laughs> I fucks with that. <laughs> Doctor Magneto, right there. <laughs> That's what episode 106 is going to be I'm doing good, man. I, I can't even complain. Life is good. Family is good. You know what I mean? My brethren is good. Money is good. Future is good. Opportunities is good. God is the greatest. Shouts out to all the listeners. Shouts out to all the viewers. Make sure you do what Nigel told y'all to do, because mm. if not, you don't have to see a nasty side, and mm. you don't want to see the nasty side. You don't so. like him when he's angry. Did y'all Girl. know? Did y'all know <laughs> that in the Jetsons, George Jetson was born today as we're recording this? Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I see the Twitter, Instagram. They've they've been talking about it. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of cool. I mean we've reached a point in life where a fictional character is born. So I don't know what else to say about it. Well, like my point in saying that is, do you think in like 35 years, like I'm assuming he's around 30 by the time we see him in the show. Cause he got like, you know, his kids and shit. Yeah. Do you think in 30 more years, we're going to be flying around in uh, cars and whatnot and, you know, having machines dress us and whatnot? Uh, I think yes, but not as not as what we see on like TV and movies. I think we'll be in the the pioneer stages of it because they're already been testing out cars that can like fly or go into water. Obviously, they're not operational and function for normal society, but I'm pretty sure in 30 or 40 years, if we have cars that could drive themselves on the road today without us touching the steering wheel in the form of Teslas, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a car in 30, 40 years that you could take some level of levitation or flight. I'm not saying 
to be 40,000 feet in the air like a plane, but like, you know, maybe be able to, you know, come off the ground a little bit and, and hover across or whatever. I don't think it's far-fetched, especially if they're building cars where, like I just said, you don't even need to touch the road to drive. Now, will it be high in the sky like the Jetsons? No, I don't believe that, but we'll, we'll be advanced in 30 or 40 years, though. We'll also be old as fuck in 30 or 40 years. <laughs> exactly. <too. laughs> yeah. I, I mean... Always, I just always think it's funny how they uh, portray the future in shows and shit like that, because it's never what they think it is. Like, I think in the 90s, they are already cloning people, according to some movies, so, you know what I mean? That's that's that. Yeah, I mean, it. it it's... It's always a there's always like a gap between, but at the same time, you, we all know like life imitates art a lot of times. So like even my favorite movie of all time, Back to the Future, that whole series. That's one your of favorite best, movie? One, one of my best, one of my favorite movie series, that Breakfast Club, that whole That's interesting. 80 yeah. hits. Yo, some of the best movies I've ever 60 watched. Candles. Uh watched that on TBS once. Oh, it was, okay. it was right. my thing. The Goonies. Oh, the Goonies! I fuck with the Goonies. I do. Well, that's interesting. What? So, Spence, you said uh, Back to the Future is your favorite movie. The, the yeah. whole. What about what's your favorite movie, man? I always used to say The Matrix, man, but it's like it mm. over time. Like I'm, I'm gonna say The Matrix now because that's the first one that comes to my head. But I do like quite a bit of movies. I'm actually trying to get more into movies like I used to be. I'm not mad at that. It's, I'm not mad at it neither. Yeah, it's like it's. I think now and just in terms of movies, like it's, I think we're having, I think there's starting to be some shift in terms of like some of the movies that are out. Yeah. Like, and I mean, we'll probably, I mean, we've seen it definitely over the past couple of years. Like there's a shift in some of the movies that come out now. So yeah. like, I, it's a time, I'll just put it like this. It is a time to be a movie goer in comparison to like the past umpteen years where it's just nothing but renditions of movies from like the 80s and 60s and 70s like i don't know i don't know man some of these movies are just rehashed out and i'm just glad we're out of that vampire phase to be honest with you you know i think that it's actually never gonna end and the reason why i say that because a lot of the movies that we watched back in the day like for example scarface it's not it was a rehash of a movie prior to that mm, right and of course right. we at the time we didn't know that we thought it was some fresh concept not realizing oh you know this is a, another a concept that they took for everything so i think as moving forward in the future i think we'll start to realize with newer movies that we'll be like oh shit we've seen the original version of this back when we were kids type yeah. shit so i think that's always going to be there um, I think the way the I think the way we watch movies is going to be different. Yes, I, think, I agree. I think it's going to be a lot of different. I think the streaming platforms they're definitely going to be uh, putting their strongest dollars forward to get some of these big movies on their platforms versus and compete with movie theaters. I don't think movie theaters are going to go away just yet. At least not when we're young, but I you know the way we watch movies is changing. I can say that. You know, that is something I do see changing, maybe not towards uh, like the Jetsons fully, though, but the way we watch TV and movies will change. Like I was doing a little bit of research into it and they're just talking about like uh, 
you know, cable and whatnot. And what are the big innovations coming to that? And like one big thing that I could see is being VR, like where you watch it in a VR space or AR, where you're actually in it, like interacting with the show you're watching just straight out, you know? Yeah. Now, I mean, they were a little bit of ways off, but they're developing that like as we speak. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it to some extent, right? Like <laughs> look back to the big hype around Bandersw- Banderswitch, like Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. I thought that's what that's what I was seeing in my head. I know what you meant. But yeah, Bandersnatch. Like that was like a super interactive movie. And it was just you pick a decision. So like I'm quite sure definitely now when when we have like the VR world and like imagine you put on some type of you put on like a haptic suit to watch a movie. And now you're actually like in the movie. Like you're a character. Yeah. Like in every decision, that's kind of I mean, we're not far. I don't think it's far fetched. I think, yeah. especially if you're giving it like, if we're looking at the Jetsons <laughs> and you're giving it like 30 years from now, yeah. Technology, the way technology is now, like it, a what was five five years is now like a year and a half or two years. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. Well, I mean, just think about it, right? Like you got like Bandersnatch, and even in like games like GTA, like you can pretty much do what you want in there. You, you want to go and fuck a hooker? You can do that. You know, you want to go and cause some rampage? You can do that. Now, obviously, it's limited to a certain degree, but with GTA 6 coming out, you know you're about to have more options coming up, you know? And I, everybody's really anticipating that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, um, <clears throat> I think GTA is kind of like the poster board for, like, open-world sandbox-like games where you can do whatever the fuck you want to do, and they're and they're trying to make more freedom available in these type of games versus in the past. Like when you were playing the old school GTAs like San Andreas, when you could just customize your low rider, your car, motherfuckers got happy with that. Like, oh shit, I could right. throw rims yeah. on this shit. Da, da, da. So imagine what's going to happen in GTA 6. So nah, that's my right. Well, well, pretty much there have been reports coming out that and nothing's for sure of course we'll never know until they actually do a reveal but supposedly gta 6 is gonna have the first female protagonist not only that we'll be back in vice city which a lot of people they'll say that's their favorite game me personally it's san andreas but to me it sounds very fun because especially if you're a latina in vice city which is like make believe miami i think that can set up for a lot of interesting scenarios yeah. I, go ahead, Spence. Well, I was going to say definitely like in today, definitely if it's taking what if definitely if the year is taking place is like a relevant year since social media, since like the dawn of the like the big wave of the Internet since like 2015 and up like that makes for like a very interesting to- storyline, especially when we know like all that's all that the Internet offers today. Like and you and Court and we all know like GTA is notorious for having a structure of just like a free for all. Like even like back even back in the day, like when GTA three, when you could go and have sex with hookers or whatnot, and they the revolutionized game. it. Yeah, that was a big deal then, and that was like, and we all know the graphics were horrible compared to today. But at the time, though, think about it, though, like this is early 2000s, you know, pixels for us, especially a lot of them. We were like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Because we had triangles and squares and shit. And it wasn't necessarily like the greatest. But on PS3, you know, you moving your hands around like this. That was a big step up from not having hands at all, pretty much. Yeah. Now, shoot, bro. 
now i'm not gonna lie to you i hope i hope there's a way they're able to bring something like gta to like an interactive space like a vr space yeah because like even playing with like the oculus like in certain games you can just use your hands i can put the controllers down i can just use my hands as like the controls so imagine just like having that type of experience on a game like that today is just definitely with like there's what's what's considered red tape today or caution tape for today is like opportunities for somebody else. Yeah. Which is like so many X rated in comparison to like 10 or 15 years ago. So this is going to be interesting though. Like do they they have an idea when this is going to drop? Um, to the things that I've read online on the internet, and I understand you don't always believe things you see on the internet. (laughs) Apparently, uh, 2025 is the reported release date of the game, which is, I think is a lot sooner from what, from, uh, what we saw before, like last year, they said like 2026, seven or something like that. So if we get in 2025, that's cool. That's kind of right around the corner when you think about it. Um, I think it's dope that they're having a, a female protagonist is um, now the female protagonist. Is it the sole protagonist from what I've read? Apparently it's still going to be, there's still going to be a male protagonist. So it's going to be like two characters you can play with, but I think having a female in there for the first time, I think that's dope because obviously when everybody's played Grand Theft Auto it's always been a male protagonist from different cultural background has never been the same guy throughout each game or whatever so having a female this time especially a spanish one i think that's going to bring more eyeballs onto the game and more people may be willing to try the game it's going to be wild though it's going to be wild i can only only imagine what people are going to do when they're playing with the female protagonist but it's going to be wild i'm looking forward to it i'm going to play the game i'm i'm looking forward to having a good time playing the game um but yeah, man, shouts out to everybody working on Grand Theft Auto, man. <laughs> definitely. I'll, I'll definitely will be getting this game. Yeah. I won't say that much. So in the meantime, before the game was coming out, you know, wow, you know, I was hanging out with him, family, you know what I mean? Chilling out, watching UFC 277. And I personally thought the fight, the card was good, but there are specifically three fights I want to hit on other than in the prelims. Drew Dober had a fantastic body shot that led to a TKO. So definitely want to give him, you know, a little bit of praise before we move on to that. But um, yeah, there were three fights from the main card that I really wanted to hit on. The first being Alexandre Pantoja versus Alex Perez. He uh, had a good showing last night. Yeah. He dominated that fight. What was that? Like a one minute performance? It's one minute and 31 seconds. There we go. Almost uh, a little close to two minute performance. Um, he came out the gate. He wanted to, he wanted to make a statement. He didn't get the knockout he was looking for, but as soon as he wrapped his body around Alex Perez's body, choked, not even choked him, choked him out. He, it was like a neck crank. Yep. He got his hand uh, on the chin and just cranked it with full force. And Alex Perez was like, ouch, that shit hurt. And he tapped out. <laughs> That's what you name of episode. <laughs> Because he, he definitely did say out. So like for sure, he tapped that real quick. Nah. Yeah. I was impressed, man, because I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I'm not overly familiar with Pantoja, but I mean anybody who wasn't familiar with him should be familiar now. He came yeah. out to many men, 
You know, he said, hey, look, I need to make a statement. <laughs> and it, pretty much from the moment the bell rung, it was touch and go. He was like, he wasn't trying to play around with Alex Perez. Like you said, yeah. hey, I don't get paid by the hour. I get yeah. paid by the fight. Let's yeah. wrap this up. Let's go home. We in Vegas. Obviously, I'm, I'm sorry. They were in Dallas last night. They're trying to have yeah. a good time. Get some steak. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Chill out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, well, that, that makes even more sense because, like, I watched it, and it literally, like you said, straight out the gate, Pantoja's all on him. Like, he's literally like a pit bull, practically. And as soon as he wraps him, like, it's similar to what you're saying. It's, it kind of goes downhill from there. Like, I, I don't know. To me, I, I wasn't familiar with him prior to the fight and it definitely is definitely one of those fights where it's like okay this is on my radar now like i i'm curious to see like what's going to happen in his next fight now i'm not sure who he would be fighting but or who would be the best fit but he's definitely got the eyes of the of like a lot of fans after after the performance last night yeah man i, I you got to give credit to the flyways too man because what what was it last week you have Matt Chanel in that crazy ass fight where he he I thought he was gonna get knocked out. Then he comes back and puts the dude to sleep where blood is all over the canvas. So I'm like, Jesus. Crazy. Yeah. And then you have this week where you have two bigger flyweight performances. And I'm gonna go ahead and pass the baton back to Nigel because I think it's gonna lead to the next thing we're talking about. The next thing we have to talk about is the baby assassin himself, who I chose against in this fight, um, Brandon Morano. Brandon Moreno, he beat Kai Car France. And I'm not going to lie, throughout the whole fight, he looked like he was feeling himself. He was moving around, kind of flowing in there. And he ended the fight. I heard the strike more so than saw it with a body kick that just sent Kai Car France to the ground. I was very impressed with his performance last night. And yeah. not only that, they ended it with bringing in um, uh, Davison Figueiredo into the ring. And hey, look. We're going to set up the fourth fight. I think that fight personally needed more of a storyline around it other than the three fights leading up to it just to make people excited for the fourth fight. Me personally, as an MMA fan, it makes me excited to see them fight for the fourth time, and I, I can't wait for it. Yeah. I I thought, to to speak on the fight first, I thought the fight was very – I thought it was a good fight. It was very back and forth in the first two rounds. Actually, the first two rounds, you could argue they're kind of swing rounds. You could yes. kind of make arguments that – each fighter might have won the round. The third round, though, Kai Car France was winning that round. Yep. He was busting up Brandon pretty bad. But Brandon, he was never out of the fight. And then, of course, well-placed liver kick. And Kai just folded. And then Brandon pounced on him, and the fight was over. Good fight. Uh, Kai Car France should not hang his head. I think he, he showed that he could hang with the best of them, and he'll be back. And I think it was good. And, yes, it's time for the fourth fight between Figueredo and, and Moreno to happen. That feud needs to end, not, but this fourth fight should be, like, the definitive end between the two. Yeah, I, no, I definitely agree. Um, like, just in terms of the fight itself, I – I actually I was coming in from like a from a Kendrick concert. So like by the time I saw the fight, I actually was I actually got a chance to turn on the fight right before they were like right before they had made the announce announcement who won the fight. But when I went back to look at it, it was it was a good performance. Uh Brandon Moreno, especially, he looked really good for the most part. But that kick, when I as soon as you saw that kick, even when the first thing I saw was just the replay. And yeah. as soon as you saw the kick in slow motion, takes a step back, Kai Car France drops. Like it looked beautiful. And even he said in the post fight, uh, in the post fight interview, like, yeah, 
I've, I've been practicing that. Like, this is something he's been practicing ever since, like, ever since the last fight with uh, Figueredo. So, like, it's good to see, like, his performance. And it's going to be interesting to see, like, that fourth fight, especially for them to bring him in into the uh, into the into the ring, I guess you could say, or octagon. Um, I mean, now, granted, like, I'm a fan of, like, I'm a fan of, like, sports in terms of, like, combat sports when, when they have a chance of trash talking. But he mm-hmm. actually handled this, like, in a, in a very humble way. Uh, Brandon Moreno just telling him, like, yo, I got my kids watching, so I'm not even going to say nothing crazy. Yeah. Let's just fight again. So, like, I, I think it's going – I think it should be interesting to see how this the fourth fight goes, but hopefully it's similar to what you said. It's, like, the end – of that, because I think this would be the first uh, fourth fight series in the UFC, I believe. Yeah, I think I think it is. Yep, I think it is, and uh, is to me is worthy enough to be a main event. Of course, you got to build a strong card around it. Um, I I hope Brandon Moreno wins. This Figueroa dude just seems like an issue to deal with. Uh, you know, I agree. Yeah, I hope Moreno wins and moves because he seems like he's willing to fight the top guys, this Figueroa dude, he just seems like he's a bit of a drama queen, but that's just my opinion uh, on it. I fuck with Davis and Figueroa because I think he can fight, but I yeah, do Yeah, he's a good fighter. At the same time, it, it just seems kind of weird how he's handling this situation. Now, before we get into the main event, I w- did want to throw a little dishonorable mention towards the Derek Lewis fight. It had kind of had an early stoppage, and there's not really much to say about it. Um, he got knocked down for sure, but it just looked like he was about to pick himself back up and continue to fight. But we'll never know because the fight ended early. So there's a big question mark, and that's where we're going to leave that. Moving on to the main event, we had the rematch. Amanda Nunes versus Julian Pena. Julian Pena versus Amanda Nunes. And it was an interesting fight because um, Julian Pena tried to fight a similar fight to the first fight, but Amanda Nunes looked more prepared this time around um definitely with the counter right she yeah. wasn't letting her come in and fight her just any type of way um she knocked her down more than a few times actually en route to a decision win and to me it just shows like hey look like it's similar to gsp matt sarah right hey the first time you got me it just is what it is you got me and i must have not been prepared that night which that's the champion's fault you know at the same point in time uh, this time she was prepared and she looked very ready to fight Juliana Pena. Now that being said, Juliana Pena stuck in there and she did catch her a few times on the feet and on the ground. I would say it's definitely still like uh, if they were to go there, maybe more early in the fight, she would have a little bit more success. But um, Amanda Nunes is is bigger, stronger and wily on the ground as well. So she's not just going to get finished just like that. So um, Amanda Nunes, she looked good in this fight. She really just went in there and won. I, I thought her performance was great, and she is now double champ once again. Uh, you got to give it to her. That's, yeah. the, that's the craziest part of this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fact that she ends up becoming double champion after this, like, it's not even like she was just fighting for her belt back, and she wasn't a champion already. Like, to fight, to be fighting again, to become the double champion for a second time. Um I, there's nothing more than you could say, but congratulations. Like she looked really good in the fight. Um, similar to what she said, like even with Pina, um, it looked like she kind of was going for the same approach as before. Hey, let me rush her with a, a fury of like punches. And I might land and connect a few times. It was a couple good exchanges in that fight, but like that, right. For the most part, after a while, I just started dropping Pina over and over again. And person to me, like just looking through the fight, like at, at no point would, 
could I ever think that Juliana Pena won a single round in this fight? Like, you can see where, um, you can just see where Amanda was just way more like, hey, you got me, I'm way more prepared and I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you and make sure you realize like this was, what happened was a fluke and she definitely delivered. Yeah, shouts out to both ladies. They put on a entertaining fight. Um, it was definitely a blood fest. So I know the fans that loves blood and guts. That's that's probably the fight to see. That's the that's what they're tuning in to see. Um, Amanda Nunes, she, she it was clear as day. She spanked her from pillar to post. Um, what I will say is I did choose Pena to win by decision because I thought Pena just had her number because she showed in a fight last night as the time of this recording last night, that she wasn't, she still wasn't scared. Yeah, she got dropped like six times, knocked down six times, but she kept coming. She even landed some hard shots on on Nunes. Actually, I think this fight, even though Nunes was the clear winner, I think this fight, though, really exposed some holes in Nunes' game on, on the feet. Her striking defense is not really good at all. And the only reason why she did win, because she's the better striker against her and Pena, and she dropped Pena many times because she has the power, but Nunes got hit a lot. And I think that's very telling for somebody who's looking for holes in her game. So whoever she fights next, and I don't know who, so I'm not even going to go there, but it'd be very smart if the camp is the camp, the training camp really does some film study and look at those glaring holes of her getting hit as much she she got hit. But with that being said, on the fight itself, though, Amanda Nunes clearly won. She beat her on the feet. She beat her on the ground. I do think that if they went to the ground like first or second round, she might have got caught in one of those submissions that because she get she kept getting caught in submissions. And I'm like, she's making a lot of mistakes, man. And I and I that's what that fight showed me. Yeah, she won clearly. So there's no debate. But if it was against somebody who wasn't just punching face, um, punch, uh, blocking punches with their faces like uh, Pena, I, I'm, if she fought a real talented striker, I really think that she'd be in trouble. So <clears throat> we'll, we'll obviously, you know, we'll just have to wait to see who our next opponent is. Shouts out to Amanda Nunes because she came in and got the job done and she got it done the best of her abilities. And shouts out to Pena because she showed, she tried to prove it wasn't a fluke. You know, she did get her ass whooped. She kept coming. She landed some good shots. She did get quite a few submission attempts. It just wasn't good enough. And Amanda Nunes reclaimed her throne as the queen of mixed martial arts. Yeah. You know, what are you about to say? Oh, no, I, I was just saying, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think the thing, just in terms of the holes that La was speaking on, like we saw a couple of times in that fight where Amanda, she got, she was getting caught. And like in certain instances, I think she got caught, she got caught at least once or twice and she just went for a takedown. Like had this been like, like La said, a better skill fighter, she probably would have gotten, she probably would have gotten taken down. And that's probably why in those earlier rounds when she was dropping Pina, she wasn't going to the ground because even from the submission standpoint, like it, even though like Juliana was getting hit, like you said, she kept coming out. I think at some point, I think they said she had at least what, like 10 or no, it was at least over like, uh, it was over 10 attempts, submission attempts in the, yeah. like in the whole fight. So 
Like she, any uh, better skilled fighter, I think she'll definitely have a problem moving forward. Pretty much the fight that they're setting up next is going to be, or what they're rumoring is the Valentina fight. She had mentioned her on Twitter or pretty much mentioned the fight on Twitter. And they also asked Dana White in the post-fight press, con- post-fight press conference if they were going to fight next. And he said, it doesn't sound like a bad idea, quote unquote. Yeah, I feel like that that would be a good fight for both women because they cleaned their they cleaned their divisions out. Pena, right. she, she can't come back for another fight for a while. Apparently, she 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 was getting surgery last night. That's how fucked up that she got. Right. Um, so I think that's the fight to make next. Let's see who is the best female fighter of all time. That who's going to be number two? And I feel like that should be the fight next. Um, Amanda said. Last night after the fight, she did say she did want to take a little break. Um, she wanted to go home in Brazil and, and be with the family. So if we do see that fight, the earliest would be December, but we might not see it till like January or February next year. And that's cool for us, though. That's cool. It gives time to build new contenders up and shit. So now we did have a fight coming up next weekend as well, but that fight was canceled. That's right. Jake Paul, the faux boxer that we've had pretty much for the last few years, will not be boxing Hasim, um, Rahman Jr., pretty much. Hasim Krakman Jr. Uh, thank you. Thank you for pronouncing <laughs> it correctly. I'm just uh, saying, man, because I, I I got a name that I know motherfuckers, like, when they see this shit, they're going to butcher it. Not because if they really want to, it's just like, damn, I don't know how to pronounce that. So every time I see somebody with a name, and if I know how to pronounce it correctly because I heard them, announce it their proper way i always try to give him that respect because i know how, what it feels like when motherfuckers be jacking my shit up so no that's fair and i respect it you know i hey, if i butcher your name it's not on purpose and it's not out of spite you know right. i i just can't pronounce it well and it is what it is so i, yeah. I apologize for that but jake paul's not fighting next weekend he supposedly canceled it and according to dana white it costs about uh five hundred thousand to turn the lights on at msg and apparently they did not sell over a million dollars worth of tickets. And they said also um, hotels and travel expenses all do add up as well over time. He pretty much said, hey, look, I don't think he really had the money to do everything he was trying to do and pay the fighters who were going to fight. Who knows what the real story behind it is, but we do know that Jake Paul has still not fight in a, fought an accredited fighter. And not only that, uh, this fight, has gotten canceled when it's been canceled a couple times. So what do you guys have to say about this? I don't think it's a good look for Jake Paul because what he's supposed to fight uh, Tyson Fury's brother. Then that didn't happen. Then this didn't happen. Um, maybe he fights on Woodley for a third time or something like that. Maybe Man. he can find some redemption. You know what I mean? Man, listen, yo, I Tyron Woodley knows to stay wherever he stays now. Like, Whatever I don't even know what Tyron Woodley does anymore. T dog, <laughs> <laughs> he's a trainer. Oh, he is. No shame in that. No, I'm just saying I don't know what he's doing. Oh, I was gonna say if he was a physical trainer, that's that's what's up. Oh, like, he can't be a fighting trainer. <laughs> <laughs> he can't be a coach. That's that, that's that's a fall right there. <laughs> it's not. He's working at Look, your local gym. Like. Yeah, point of fitness. <laughs> <laughs> yo, listen, yo, I see like there's a. If whatever makes Tyrone Willie happy in life, if he wanted to become a rapper again, and he uh, was like, "Don't, yeah, don't do that, yeah, T Dog, T Dog, come, yo, Nas will try, Nas will allow trying to do this track with you. You want to mm. do a song with him? I'll do a song with him, yeah, because it's <laughs> it's you know, um, 
there's going to be money involved and some type of exposure. I, I would do the song not to be like, I'm trying to get on as a rapper too, but as, you know, I would do the song like, hey, highly advised podcast, you know, what I mean? check us out. <laughs> a good business opportunity. Right, exactly. What if he was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm making this song and we're going to, I want, I'm going to play this in front of Jay-Z. So I want y'all on this. Great. Yeah. I oh. hope he does hear my voice. It's going to be good. I can't yeah. speak for his. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, if, what if he was like, yeah, I had to take you off that whole verse, off that, off that song with whole. I think he said he just wanted me on the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> At that point, it's like, dude, you wasted our time. <laughs> so nah. what do y'all think about Jake Paul canceling this fight? What do y'all make of it? Um, uh, to me personally, I think the walls are just closing in even more. Um, Jake, Jake Paul, for the most part, is, is always been a, it's from an entertainment standpoint. I love what he does, right? It's entertaining, but from a sense of him trying to take this serious role of like, oh, I'm gonna actually be a professional boxer, X, Y, and Z. Similar to what you said, he's, he's always found some way of shaking around actually facing a, a real boxer with multiple fight professional fights like he hasn't fought he hasn't fought a a professional boxer to this point and i think he realizes from a business standpoint also like hey this is probably ran its course like people we all like we all loved watching it initially when it was like with floyd and with tyrone woodley and the kid from youtube like but now at this point i think people realize like oh you're just talking and we all know, like even Hasim, like he even said, when we sparred against each other, because that's like the whole thing Jake Paul was running with. He's like, yo, your team told me I only can fight you with one hand in sparring and I beat you. Like, <laughs> so I think he realizes like, hey, I'm not making any money off of this. I'm probably going to lose money in all reality. And I'm probably going to end up really hurt because this guy, because re- let's be honest, whoever is against Jake Paul, whoever teaches them a lesson in the ring, they're going to have their name circulated for like at least a week. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I've, I think I'm, I'm going to agree with Dana on this, that the fight wasn't canceled because of weight issues or as Jake Paul claims, the pressure got to high mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. But, but I, I, I think I'm going to side with Dana White on that one. I think it's more or less of, Hey, the fight wasn't going to do well on pay-per-view. It was probably going to do peanuts and it was a selling out massive square guard. Hey, the WWE it's spanking us, man. We can't put this fight on. And I think that's a damn shame, right? You, sh- If you have a big fight coming to Madison Square Garden, it's supposed to be the math- mecca of, of fights in the world. You need to have, you have to make sure it sells out. You don't want to put bump fights on, on one of the most grandest stages for, for a fight. Um, there was, honestly, there was a real no, there was a, a big interest in this fight to begin with, because it's not a knock on Hasim, but it was kind of like, all right, at first, people were like, well, he's fighting a sparring partner, so this guy's just going to do the job to look at the lights for Jerry, uh, not Drake, uh, Jake, right. and then and and now as things started to come out, we're like, oh, well, Hasim is actually, he's actually not that bad. Yeah, he just got knocked out his last fight. But if you watch that fight, he was actually winning and he just got caught. All right. 
now you'd be like, well, Hassan, he's kind of not backing down. He's saying shit that if you really notice and pay attention, Jake has to come out to dispute it. So maybe the spar sessions are going the way that Hassan was saying. Like, <laughs> he was only there just to really help Jake, but it wasn't like a Jake was spanking him. And, right. and then apparently Logan Paul was trying to talk Jake out of this fight already, saying like, <laughs> hey, this is, this is too much. This is like a too much of a big step for you. This isn't, this isn't washed up MMA fighter X. This is <laughs> a guy who who may be in his prime or not even in his prime yet. Cause you know, Hassan only has 13 fights. So, and you, as you know, in a boxing career, that that's still a little early. Yeah. So I, so I think there was just a lot of negative factors from Jake and like Spence would say, he was probably going to be losing money on this fight. This wasn't like a big box office type of fight. So I just think that it was a bad, it was just bad business from the start. So once it came down to the point where it was kind of like, look, we're not going to make a fucking dime off of this. You might actually be in the negative. They probably was like, hey, fuck it. Let's just cancel it altogether. Da, 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 da. Now I think that moving forward, though, when it comes to Jake, he he has to find a boxer. We can't. To. No, I, I don't even want him to fight Anderson Silva. He has to fight. <laughs> no, because the thing with Anderson Silva, another washed up MMA fighter, you know, and Anderson Silva is a, he's a legend. He's, you could even say he's the greatest of all time, depending on what you're looking at. But far as a boxer, the dude is in his mid forties. He, he's only, Anderson, right. he's only boxing to box for fun. He's not boxing to have a career, you know? Yeah. So Jake needs to fight somebody. He has to fight somebody who's a boxer. Nobody wants to see the Tommy Fury thing. And if they do the Hassan thing, it has to be like Jake is moving up to heavyweight. So it can't be like, oh, Jake is trying to get this guy to cut 30 to 40 pounds again. It, it like I like Smith said, the wall is closing in. The 15, 15 minutes of fame is starting to run thin. It's time for Jake to really get real and fight a legitimate opponent. Nobody's saying he has to fight a, a champion, a world-class, but fight somebody. You got to fight somebody legitimate. No bullshit clauses, excuses, because people are starting to run out of pay. Even his diehard fans don't give a fuck no more, because if they did, the fight would still be on. So it is what it is. You know, we'll see what happens with Jake Paul moving forward, but I don't. I think the 15 minutes of fame is 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 going to end up being over. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I put it like this, man. I, I totally agree with you. Um, Jake Paul, I, to be honest with you, this may be, it may be time for him to maybe take the approach of just being a promoter. If that's, if he wants to go, if that's one of the things he wants to do, figure out just how to be a, how to just, when I say promote, just promote the professional fighters or be the financial backing for those fighters, but don't get in the ring. Cause at this point it's like, it's a circus act. And to be honest with you, I really wouldn't even personally, I'm not in, I'm not, Oh, I wouldn't be enthused to go see him fight somebody, even if it was a professional fighter at this point. Cause if he were to fight someone, I wouldn't end it. Only way I would accept seeing him fight someone at this point would be, years from now and that would to me that would signify he's been training he's been doing all the things that uh 
any professional fighter would be doing, which I don't think in his situation financially is, I don't think it's always the best option when you think about risk versus reward. Like you make tons of money now. Why go into a real sport and get your head cracked in? Like, especially when you know, like people want, people know your head is at the stake anyway. And at the same time, like you said, you shouldn't, if you're fighting somebody, don't do all this catch weight stuff, fight someone at the right weight. And if you can fight there, or if anything, you drop weight. Yeah. <laughs> you drop weight so you can, you cut weight so you can fight at, fight a point where you're actually bigger than, and it's legal in the parameters. But, you know, yeah. honestly, at this point in time, I don't even want to see him promote fights because I think he comes off just as janky as a promoter as he does a fighter. So I mean, that's that's, bo- per- that's pro- <laughs> yeah that's that's boxing one on one though you can't <laughs> do we need another one yeah I, I, at this point it, the damage has already been so far done it, it is what it is you know I mean I'm not gonna lie to you in terms of janky promoters I wouldn't have been surprised like from a janky promoter stance when you said something loud about oh maybe he just didn't he wouldn't have enough money to uh, pay for the pay pay the fighters also. From a janky promoter stance, I'm like, he might not even pay the fighters. He might just be like, yo, catch me in court, gingerbread man. Like, damn. No, nah, I don't think that's, <laughs> that's wild. That's wild. We'll have yeah. to see about that. Yeah. I, it, I, it's not, it wouldn't be surprising though. I think he has a future in promotion because apparently he got Amanda Serrano a million dollar payday, which is very rare for a female boxer. So with that, he could have a feature in promotion, you know, and you don't have to be an honorable promoter, especially in boxing. You don't have to be on, you know, but if he's, but if he can make money promoting, then why not? And, and my, I'm not telling Jake Paul or why well, there's nothing I'm going to tell him. Cause I don't know him personally, but I'm not saying that he should quit his boxing career. But in my opinion, I just think the dude either, you need to either find, find a real boxer so this way it's justifiable for you to get that bullshit WBC ranking that scumbag was going to give to you or just do celebrity boxing fights. And people are cool with celebrity boxing fights because they know like, hey, these are just bullshit fights. It's fun fights. But you can't be like, I'm going to be a champion in three years, beat Canelo and da-da-da-da if you're, if you're not fighting the right competition. You know what I mean? I When people are defending him, it's like, oh, you're supposed to fight nobodies in your first few fights. No, here's the difference with people coming up in their first few fights. They're fighting against other boxers. He He's not. You, you're telling me that it's okay to fight Ben Askren. It's okay to fight uh, the fucking a YouTuber. And it's okay to fight a basketball athlete. The, does that, how can you sell that as a good resume? How? You know, to me, those those look like celebrity boxing fights, not professional future world champion going to beat Canelo fights. And he's angling fights with people smaller than him. He's begging for the Conor fight. He's begging for Floyd, 45-year-old Floyd, who fights at, you know, his real weight class at 135, Floyd. Like, come on. This dude is walking around 200-some pounds, and you're trying to call out a fucking bantam it is crazy. <laughs> he, bro, man, he, he's just, like you said, he's a celebrity fighter, man, at this point. Like, if anything, do a tour with Floyd of uh, doing ex- exhibitions. 
and just don't fight fight Floyd at that point. I, to be honest with you, I think the main reason why he fights these smaller guys, especially, is because he knows like, hey, worst come to worst, if I don't, where skill doesn't fall, at least I'm stronger in his mind probably. But he's not. Um, I don't know. He's at this point he's satire in terms of like his his boxing achievements or desires. At some point, I wouldn't be surprised if we see like him him being like some type of character in a film like and like just in retrospect at some point man yeah it's uh you know seeing jake and his unrealistic you know expectations as being a boxer you know it brings me to nope but I, which i know you saw last weekend like i did which was also unrealistic <laughs> that's fucking crazy the transition <laughs> I, I, I love it though that was great thank you i appreciate that <laughs> so last weekend um me and spence all nope now you know i know you did not and it's okay we will not spoil anything for you but thank you in my opinion um the answer to go and see this movie in the theaters is also no you should not um i think that per- <laughs> Personally, this movie is all right. I would say I think it's better than the Thor movie that we reviewed not so long ago. But that being said, though, when you're spending about $35 or $25 a pop for a person, you know, it's kind of like, uh, do you really want to go there to see something that's average? Or would you get like a eight out of 10, four out of five type movie? Me personally, I'm going to go and see the movies that are, you know, at the least better to great movies, you know, and I can kind of stay home for the fun rides, which this is, it's not a bad movie. Uh, it's, there's some interesting things that happen here and there. And there's also some useless things that happen here and there, in my opinion. And uh, it's a step down from us. It's a step down from get out and it's not my favorite, but it's not terrible. And that's pretty much why I'd leave it. Yeah. Um, I'll say it like this. When I went to go see the movie, I wasn't, um, I put, I'll say this for, for the most part, when you're watching the film for the first time, the writing is pretty good. Like there's some pretty good writing for the most part of the movie. Overall, I wasn't, I wasn't the biggest fan of this movie, similar to Nigel's opinion. I downgrade this behind the others that he has put out so far of the us's the not get he didn't put out get outs who put out did he do they no no okay yeah. yeah that was a crazy trend also that he created um <laughs> that was a crazy trend us they yeah i know what you're talking about the show <laughs> I, I know us they we <laughs> <laughs> Just one word movies. <laughs> All around the same thing. <laughs> should work on one called Trap. I'd be Come cool on. with that. Uh, that should be the name of the next movie. Yeah. Make a horror movie based around that shit. It'd probably be better than Nope. That's a damn show. Yo, I have Gucci Man. Gucci uh, Man. As a narrator. Yeah. What yeah. <laughs> if he was like the folk hero? Wow. Oh, Jesus. No, I, I, I really want him to narrate the story. You know, I think that would uh, be interesting. Have it based in Atlanta too, shit. Yeah, yeah why not? Have, not or Wakanda. Like you don't want to have a movie named Trap based in Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ti calls Atlanta the black, the modern day Wakanda. So Ti says a lot of things. So yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to go with that. Nah, indeed he does. Indeed he does. But. Uh, <laughs> 
but just in terms of like the the movie though itself i would say this um the things i'll say without spoiling anything the things i'll say that i did like were some of the writing some of um some of the way the some of the direction of the movie at certain points um it's not all bad yeah it's not it's not to be honest with you it's not all that bad of a movie it's just there's there's highs and lows i'll put it that way there's highs and lows depending on like the person depending on who's watching the movie of course like some people love it some people don't personally i think there's unnecessary parts in the movie um that yeah but but yeah like i will say this though i think out of some of the movies i've seen i think this movie with kiki palmer I think she did a really good job acting. I really loved her acting in this movie, as well as Daniel Cumblier. I I think that's how I you say it. Was, I thought it was Kahlua. I thought Kahlua. it was Kahlua too, yeah. but I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I think I might be thinking of somebody else also. Um, but yeah, like even Daniel, like him for him, like I think he did a pretty good job as well. I thought the uh, tech guy was funny. Yeah, he was a uh, he was funny. He was funny, he was a little annoying, but like <laughs> He was funny. He was annoying, but he was a little. He was funny at the same time. Like, I don't know. Like he, yeah. Like when you watch the movie, you'll understand more what 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 we're referring to. Um, I can't wait till you watch the movie loud because there's there are some parts of the of the film I do want to want your your take on it. Like, yeah. I'll put it like this: if I can if I can see it, I know you can see it because it's like. It's the most unrealistic thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna try to watch the movie sometime this week. So maybe I, if I can watch this movie this this sometime uh, this upcoming week, I'll probably go ahead and and give my little take on it on the next episode. All right, that's a that's a bet. And plus, there's like after you watch it, let let me know because I'll I'll send you some of the fan theories I've I've seen so far. It sounds okay. to me. Yeah, I, I definitely got you. Um, you know, and I know this wasn't something we had on our list, but I don't know why, but watching that film, it made me, I don't know. Have you guys heard anything more about, like, is there going to ever be a Tenet 2? Nah, man, I haven't heard anything about it yet. I think uh, the next Christopher Nolan film is Oppenheimer, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So That's going to be hard. That's going to be a good oh, one. Oh, shit. Okay. Shouts out to Christopher Nolan. He He's made a few good films at this point in time. You got to be able to trust him when he's made like Dark Knight, you know, Tenet, uh, Inception, you know, like he has more than a few. Like he's, he's a, he's one of the guys right now. So I, from like reading things online and stuff, there's nothing that's saying a Tenet 2 is in the works, but it seems like the actors and actresses are on board for it. And it's the door on a sequel is not closed. It's just, it's not in the works. So we could see it later down the line, but you know, obviously we don't know. Nothing is guaranteed. I would love to see a second movie. Um, but of course, you know, it all depends on Christopher Nolan. He's the, that's his shit. So I would love to see second one, but right now it doesn't seem like nothing's currently in the works for one, but it is wanted. People do want it. Yeah. Well, if hopefully something comes of it, and if not, maybe uh maybe Jordan Peele 
might take his own, his own stab at no, it. No, no. Nope. We don't need that. We, don't. <laughs> we just don't. Um, so too by Jordan Pill. <laughs> moving on from movies. Um so many jokes in there, yo. Beyonce put out her most recent album, Renaissance, and people are giving their opinions on it. I had a chance to listen to a decent bit of the album and I thought it was pretty good. Um, it's a dance album for the most part. I mean, there's also some other stuff on there, like Cuff It was a song that stuck out to me, which is sounds like a like a, a funk song, I guess is probably the best way to put it. But I thought it was a good song. Um, the transitions are something that people keep on talking about on this album. And I think, you know, that part of it is good. But overall, the music doesn't sound bad. It sounds like Beyonce doing a dance album. I think people are a little bit more receptive to this than Drake putting out the dance album just because they probably recognize her as more of a singer that some of the songs sounds similar to some of the music she's put out before but not necessarily exactly like it and i mean i uh, like the music overall doesn't sound too different but it is somebody different putting their spin on it so like it's a interesting album to be the first of the new trilogy that she's recently announced for me so um i'm i listen to the beyonce album here's my big positive of it the transitions are amazing. I love the transitions to each song. It makes the album feel like cohesive and is all part of, hey, all this belongs. That's like my big positive of the album. But my criticism of the album, I don't think the album is that. I don't think it's all that. Now, I did say last week, listeners, hey, Nigel and I and, and Spence, because he's he is here with us, Hey, look, we're not the biggest Beyonce fans. We actually are not the biggest uh, fans of like the genre. Not say we don't like the genre or we don't listen to music for the genre, but we're in Spence's words, we're not the measuring stick for this for this for this brand of music. So you're right though. So for me, it's like I'm I'm going to give you a casual take. I like Beyonce and I like some of the music. I even like some of the songs off the album. But as me as the casual fan that I am of Beyonce, I don't think this album is all that. Like, this is not an album I'll be spinning multiple times. Um, there are certain songs on there I, I, I can't listen to. Like, obviously, I already said last week, I like Break, Break My Soul. I think that song is, is a dope song. There's other songs on there like Energy. I think Energy is cool. I think... Um, um, the what's that song that all the girls are talking about? Church Girl or whatever. Yeah. That song is cool too. But I I just think that overall I'm not gonna press play on it uh, right out the gates. So I'll give it another listen and give it another chance. Maybe I might like some things that I didn't really pick up on throughout my first listen. But what my biggest take of it was the transitions were good. I, I love the transition of the album. I actually think more rappers to use transitions in their shit. I know it's, I know rappers do it all the time. Like for example, Travis Scott, but I, I think that makes the album a lot better when you add transitions into it. Not saying every album needs to be, but that's just my opinion on it. Yeah, I mean, I think the tran when it comes to the transitions on the album, um, I think that definitely helps a lot. It to me when I listen when I played it through, um, it it kind of felt like I was just listening 
I was just at like a club, more or less. Like it felt like a club, like some DJ just had a Beyonce set. Yeah. And that's just kind of how I ran through. Um, for the most part, I I didn't really check in on all the all the any all the criticism I did hear. It's not a not as favorable to some as it is to others. Um, but personally, to me, I think I don't think it was a bad album. Um, and to me, I think the music is good enough that I to me personally, I feel like I can hear this being played out at certain places. Not every spot, of course, but like in certain spots where this type of music is played or it's just that type of vibe, more or less. Like, because this is like something you're playing in the background. If if it's at a club, you might have it at a dance club, but at the same time, you might have it at like at like a nice dinner type of uh, upbeat type of dinner place where it's like it's current music, but it's not like, ugh, I guess I don't know how to put it, but um. Nonetheless, I, I think for the most part, it's a good album. Um, I wasn't a fan of all of the songs, uh, just like similar to like Lau said, it's I'm not the I'm we're not the people to to say what is a great Beyonce album. What's what's not a, a great Beyonce album, because this isn't our this isn't our core space. But um, it was cool for what it did, for what it's worth. Uh, to me, I think the the real question out of this is really because we all know typically the the artists at the top typically become the tastemakers for the artists that follow for the years for the years following i'm curious to see what my question really is like what direction does this take music and definitely the artists that we see like that we know of now that we're fans of and like the artists that are going to be coming in like what what direction music is taking at this point i agree with you 100% and i i think I hope that it has that type of stretch because that would change the rap uh, pretty much platform as well. You know, like a lot of rap right now we have where, you know, rappers like to be a little bit more melodic, but if the R and B singers are going more and no, I mean, that's just what it is. That's what it is. No, I'm just, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking of hearing little Dirk on one of these type of beats. (laughs) Well, no. So that's my point, right? (laughs) So, like, if the sound of melodic music goes more in the space of dance and just more upbeat, then where does that leave the melodic rappers? Because, like, I think they get caught up in that the space that they're in is caught up because a lot of R&B at the moment kind of mirrors that. But what happens when it doesn't? You know, like, do they go back to rapping more or do they go more melodic than that? You know, I'm just curious. I mean, I I think it I think it would create a a fork in the road for them i do agree to that i think some of them would still be able to still be able to be in that space yeah just because of the content the high tier ones yeah like the content that they talk about like a lot of these like melodic rappers they're not talking about like oh i just want to love this girl and oh like i i can't wait to be like granted they say they say some of that stuff but at the same time they talk about killing smoking the ops oh i I had some ish happen that we not don't get me wrong. You're, I don't expect to hear. I don't expect to hear like Luke James tell me about him, like having to go slide and hit a switch while singing. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, I mean, if that's the, if that's the Luke James, you listen to loud. I'm not nah. mad at it. <laughs> I, I'm just, the thing about the the pain rappers, the melodic rappers, the pain rappers is 
they're not rapping, man. They're not. That's my, that's what I've been saying for a long time. And I know a lot of other people are saying, so if the music, if let's say, Hey, R&B gets into the house music dance era, right. Where that's at the forefront for the time being. And if a lot of melodic rappers like to copy the R&B style, a lot of them are going to fall off. And I feel like the, like you guys mentioned the top ones, like your thugs, like your futures. And yeah, they're going to maintain their spot because they're, they're kind of versatile because they weren't always in the pain era neither. They came from the trap era and they, they've tried their hand at, at trying to rap or whatever, but like these lower tier guys, these industry plant McDonald rappers, they're going to fall the fuck off. I don't, and a lot of them talk about women, but nobody listens to them for their talks about women. They really, a lot of them, uh, the reason why a lot of people like listening to them is more or less for the sound and the vibe, not for the lyricism, because they don't have great lyricism, to be honest with you. So, so I, that's just my take on the melodic. You know me, I don't like, I'm not a big fan of melodic rappers as a whole. Yes, there are certain ones I do like. I do like your futures. I do like your young thugs. I like your gunners. I like your little babies. I even like some of the ones that you don't like, Spence. I like your Playboy Cardis and I like your your um, trippy rats. But there's a good, there's a lot of them I do not like. So, and the ones that I mentioned, those are the top guys of the game. They're not the the they're not the fucking fodder guys that we have to deal with every week. So that's, I mean, that's just my my. Uh, episodic melodic rapper rant. For it's just week. a casual. That's all, man. Hey, it is what it is. Saying <laughs> like, like, now, nah. but now nah, I, I trust me. I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I think it's when it comes to like this that style of music. I, I do agree. I think some of them are gonna fall off. Some of them are gonna adjust. Some of those artists are gonna adjust. And hey, man, like I, I can't even think of any like I only listen to like a handful of these guys also so like I I'm not going to sit here and lie and be like oh I'm in the trenches with like (laughs) the trenches (laughs) (laughs) like I'm not in the trenches with some of these like some of these artists like I don't know there's like well I'll there's a couple artists like I I think there's like maybe one I think one melodic rapper I started listening to that was new Uh, you ever heard of Lil Darius no, <laughs> no, I'm not. I've not heard of Lil Darius. So. That's also Lil Darius. Yeah. Did you make him up? <laughs> that sounds nah, he, crazy. Nah, he's I, apparently he's like a, one of the younger up and coming rappers out of Atlanta. Have you heard of Jaleel? Beats. Oh, that's funny. That's actually that's funny. funny. That's yeah. funny. Well, do we have anything else for the listeners? Um, not really much, a uh, couple things, uh, for fans, especially those fans of CMG who just dropped the project recently. Um, one of the recently signed artists, Mozzie, he just turned himself in to do a one year, um, one year sentence in jail, uh, for apparently for some weed, a weed and gun possession from last year. Uh, as many know, he was just, uh, he was a new artist. Well, he was newly signed to CMG, but, um, I don't think that's going to be a year. Hopefully a year goes by fast. And he says, this would be a learning experience for him. Um, and outside of that, 
one of the to me i think some of the best news i heard this week was lupe fiasco doing uh announcing the cool 15 year anniversary tour it's like maybe five or six cities uh around the country so outside that those are like the two things that i would say were like just additional additional little tab tab pieces but yeah like other than that i'm just telling people drink your water be safe out here monkey pox is like is on the rise yeah. uh yeah it's kind of crazy actually that shit is yeah. crazy <laughs> yeah like i think they said um in georgia they had the first uh they found the first woman with monkey pox is that is that the photo that i've been going around her chin all yeah. crazy yeah, ooh. yeah. That, tell- pittsburgh it's it's not too far it's uh it's all over the east coast yeah apparently there's a um i didn't i haven't had a chance to read into it so like like we said before we you can't believe everything you see on the internet yeah, but, true. um that's true i believe that's very true. i believe there's um there's also a doctor that's making a case that he he discovered this like in 2017 apparently and he made some he spoke about monkeypox but it went ignored but um yeah. awesome that's great yeah yeah but that's but at the same time like that's the internet uh gotta fact check that first to before i'm not saying that that's legitimate just a headline that i saw uh but yeah other than that though drink your water be safe out here you know what i'm saying like yeah. please yeah, it's uh, just getting crazy out here do you have anything for the listeners law yeah so I want to say, make sure you follow us at the Highly Advised Podcast on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel or we're coming to fuck you up, break your neck at the Highly Advised Podcast. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at Advise Highly. And also, listeners, Nigel and I last week, we did like a little short special episode of reviewing what uh, new Marvel movies that we're excited to see is the marvel phase five special make sure you check that out it's, it's exclusive to youtube at the highly advised podcast subscribe to our youtube at the highly advised podcast uh, make sure you dm spence because he will make sure to tell you the cash app for the highly yeah. advised podcast we're not accepting nothing less than ten dollars <laughs> the cash app at the highly advised get your mom your grandma your aunt your <laughs> uncle your cousin <laughs> brother sister even goddamn it get your goddamn kids mm, make yeah. sure you hit that motherfucking cash app it's dollar sign highly advised dollar sign highly advised dollar sign get on your highly cash. advised get on so, your cash app yeah make sure you get on it all right listeners this has been episode 106 from heel jackson relaxing no G underscore Jackson from Big Cozy to Cozy. Look it up. Use your brains to find that. And from Dr. Magneto himself. You know it, baby. <laughs> Spence. <laughs> AKA St. Kitch. Um, St. Kitch. Listeners, you've been highly advised. We will see you next week. Yes. You've been highly advised. The listeners missed that, man. You already know. See? You know Sam stepping back on a next now, man. I mean, put the. Gotta give gotta give a listener a noogie once in a while now. That's fair. All right, y'all. <laughs>